And we welcome you to another edition of 10 and 10 on Impact Sports. My name is Aaron, a.k.a. AJ, and I'm here with Spencer Ray, AJ and Ray, 10 and 10, and it's my turn to be put on the hot seat, Good evening, Spencer. folks. And yes, of course, 10 and 10, where <clears throat> I ask Mr. Jordan 10 questions, sports relevant, and Mr. Jordan returns the favor. And this week, I'm going to start off. The first question is, is Matt Ryan worth his $103 million contract that he just resigned? He hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's 1-4 in, in the playoffs. But yes, he is because you either have a quarterback or you don't in this league. And it's the same thing with the Detroit Lions when Matthew Stafford resigned his extension. A lot of people were saying that he was overpaid. But again, you either have a quarterback and you don't. And the Falcons certainly have a quarterback. Yeah, it definitely is a quarterback-driven league. And the next question is, do you agree with the University of Florida getting rid of Aaron Hernandez, memorabilia, and his brick and on uh, the Florida Florida's uh, walkway to the stadium, and they're they're just getting rid of everything. That's they're completely distancing themselves away from from Aaron Hernandez. Do you agree with that? Well, it I guess it's similar to what the Patriots are doing, and it projects a bad image. Um, and the and the one way I could compare it, like because th- they had no that had nothing to do with um, Aaron Hernandez with the Patriots and what happened with the unfortunate thing that happened with Odin Lloyd, but they're trying to distance themselves from that just as much as Penn State is trying to distance itself from Joe Paterno and from that whole mess with Jerry Sandusky, exactly, when they took Joe Paterno's statue down. It's more of just a symbol, I feel like. So I don't agree or disagree with it, but I see where Florida's coming from. Okay, and next question. In in basketball, when you think of basketball, you think of a guy like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant. And with football, you got, you have guys like Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Peterson. Who is the face of baseball? The face of baseball? Oh, geez. Um, certainly in the American League, uh, Miguel Cabrera, he's well-known, obviously, triple crown winner, first in many years to win that. And he's um, clean so far. Yeah, he's very clean so far. Um And the Yankees closer, Mariano Rivera, he's another pretty good face of baseball in my mind because he's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And both of them are clean players, and they need to be the faces of baseball at this point. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that Rivera has to retire, being Mm -hmm. probably the greatest closer of all time. Last player to wear number 42. Mm Mm-hmm, yep. And uh, next question, and there's been lots of speculation of, you know, when Alex Rodriguez is going to get suspended. The question is, how long do you think he gets suspended for? It's taken a while to uh, come out with the ruling, and I feel like if it was just a straight-up 100-game ban, Mm -hmm. they would have come out with that by now, and they would have released the rest of the names. But they did say that they wanted to release all of the names at the same time, so maybe they're trying to decide on other people. I'm going to have to go with 100 games. I don't think he's going to get a lifetime ban because... It's just so rare that you see that, and Alex Rodriguez did lie. He's a repeat offender. But you see guys like Manny Ramirez, who, again, are repeat offenders. You see them getting 100-game bans as well, so I think it's going to be 100 games. Okay, and uh, obviously with the Big Ten Football Media Day being Wednesday and Thursday, and I don't know if you... I don't know if you watched it or anything. Read a little bit about it. I I was covering it for Spartan Sports Network, and... uh, and the question that you know that's been buzzing me since watching that is who plays in the Big Ten championship game this year? Um, I hate to to sound like cliche because everyone's been saying this. I think Michigan and Ohio State have, truly have the best chances of getting there, 
And I feel like that would be a great game to watch as well. But Michigan and Ohio State, everyone is talking about how good Michigan's going to be this year. And Ohio State, coming off of their undefeated season, they have the best chance in my mind. I don't, I don't think Nebraska is going to go back there again. And Michigan State, unfortunately, as a state fan, I have a, but even though I have a hard time believing that we will get to the Big Ten Championship. So Michigan and Ohio State in my mind. Okay, and uh, to go back to baseball, biggest surprise of the MLB season this far besides Ryan Braun? I think it's the fact that Justin Verlander, after coming off of two great seasons, is struggling so mightily. He's got a 10-8 record this year, almost a 4 ERA, and just did not perform well yesterday either. And I think that's been my biggest surprise. And Max Scherzer coming out as well as he has, 14-1 record. I didn't see either of those coming. Certainly not complaining about Max Scherzer, and I'm really hoping that Justin Verlander gets his stuff together soon. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And uh, to stay with baseball, with the whole with the, with the Ryan Braun thing going on, will he ever be a Hall of Famer? No, um, I don't think he will. He is a great player, and it's un- it's hard to say that because he certainly is tainted by these steroid allegations. Um, but you see guys like Barry Bonds like Roger Clemens, who certainly are Hall of Fame-worthy Hall of Fame candidates who aren't getting voted into the Hall of Fame, and obviously because I believe steroids, and I think that's everyone who votes. They don't want a person who they know or at least strongly suspect to have taken steroids to be in the Hall of Fame. They want those great players who are naturally great players in there. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more, honestly. And uh, with the whole... With the NHL season wrapping up, and we all know Chicago won, mm-hmm. and the big the big free agent, you know, the free agent frenzy's done, and there's there's a few good gems out there, and most notably is Yamir Yager going to the New Jersey Devils. And how many points do you think he gets this year? How many points do I think he gets? Oh, geez. Um, his production's uh, slowed down a little bit with his age, but he's still a very, he's not the goal a goal scorer really as much as a playmaker, I feel like. In an 82-game season, I think he could get at least 30 points. At least like, 30 points? And, and most of those coming from assists, but I think he has a he has a good chance at getting 30. Yeah, I'm, I'm more seeing him as a 50-point guy, really? but that's just me. He, I think he still has it for being you know, 40, 42. He's been impressive. Yeah. I, I didn't see what he did coming when he played for Philadelphia and then both Dallas and Boston this year. Mm-hmm. And he looked really well, really good against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. It's just the Bruins couldn't pull it off. Blackhawks were on fire. Mm-hmm. And this is more of a personal question, but it's it's baseball related with, you know, the whole PED. Mm-hmm. Um, how, would you, how would you react to your favorite athlete, you know, in any sport being on steroids or any other medium of cheating? How would you react to that? You burn his jersey, or <laughs> I don't think I'd go that far to burn the jersey. I certainly would have a tough time wearing the jersey again. Say I found out that um, I have a Curtis Granderson jersey. Say I found out that he did steroids. I would have a tougher time wearing that to a Tigers game. I would have a tougher time wearing a Matthew Stafford jersey to a Lions game or a Calvin Johnson jersey to a Lions game because because of these allegations, because I know they cheated to get where they were. They didn't. I'm not saying they did, but hypothetically, Mm -hmm. that's how I would react. I just would have a tougher time wearing their jerseys. And you know, you know my uh, my take on Pete Rose and you know and how I feel about his gambling. And Mm -hmm. what would be a bigger deal in baseball, Pete Rose being on the Hall of Fame ballot or A Rod being banned for life? 
I think A-Rod being banned for life, honestly, because that sends such a strong message from the MLB saying, we are not going to tolerate steroids, and we are truly putting our foot down with a repeat offender, someone who has tested positive, and someone who is here accused once again. And that would send a stronger message to those considering taking steroids, hey, we shouldn't do that if we want to have a good, long MLB career. And that wraps it up for our first session of 10 and 10 with Aaron Jordan and myself, Spencer Ray. And coming up next, Aaron will be asking his 10 questions to me. We will take a quick break and we'll see you in a few minutes. Welcome back to 10 and 10 with Spencer Ray and Aaron Jordan. And what's this, up? This time it's Aaron Jordan's time around to ask me 10 questions on 10 and 10. Aaron, what you got? All right, question number one for you, Spencer Ray. Um, it's a hockey-related question. Okay. Next season will feature Red Wing newcomers Daniel Alfredson and Stephen Weiss, as well as the return of Danny DeKaiser, Todd Bertuzzi, and hopefully Darren Helm, uh, and just to name a few of those players who missed time with injuries last season. Of those five players named, who do you believe will have the most significant impact on the Wings next season? I'm going to have to say Daniel Alfredson. Mm-hmm. But Steve, uh, Steve Weiss with a, with, a close, with a close second, though, because I think that's something we definitely need is you know, depth at center, and mm-hmm. he definitely brings that to the table. And with, with uh, Weiss, he, I think he can get 80 points for us. You know, he, he's not going to be the starting center, even though he was, he's an icon in Ottawa. You, know, and, you uh, mean Alfredson? Yeah, 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 yeah. Alfredson, yeah, he's an icon in Ottawa, and, and he was he was the man there. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's he's 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 coming to a different culture, you know, a winning culture first of all in Detroit with the pieces we had last year. And uh, he'll definitely bring he'll bring that goal scoring that we need and that play make that playmaking ability too that that we see in, in him and and the playmaking ability that we've lacked too because. We only we can only get so much production out of Datsuk and Zetterberg yes. and those guys, and he definitely brings another aspect of leadership, just flat out raw talent. And that he's forty years old, he knows how to play <laughs> the game. So also, if you think about it too, Stephen Weiss may have an indirect impact if and Darren Helm as well if he's healthy, because then we have four centers in Datsuk, Weiss, Helm, and Joachim Anderson, who is expected to come up full time, mm-hmm. and that would allow Henrik Zetterberg to move back to the wing and be paired with Pavel Datsuk, where the Euro twins, how yeah. successful they were together, paired on the same line. So maybe Weiss and Helm will have an indirect impact as well, if you think about it that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I'd definitely, definitely go with you on that one. All right, question number two. It's an NBA question. In a recent interview with CNN, Derek Rose believes that he is the best player in the NBA. It's widely regarded that LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. If Rose is not the best player... How close is he to being the best? Well, I know one thing. I think he's the best point guard in the NBA. Over Chris Paul? Yes, yes. Because uh, you, 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 you realized how valuable he was to the team. And, and they, they had won the first game against the Heat where, where, they, beat, where they beat the Heat. And, and obviously there was depth issues with, with, uh, with Chicago and the Heat were just the better team. But mm-hmm. LeBron James is the pound-for-pound pound best player in the NBA. No questions asked. But... Derrick Rose, best point guard. He can score. He's he's electric. He, I, I just watching him play. You know you know how big I I'm, I'm into football. Yeah, I can see him being like a dominant receiver in the <laughs> NFL. He's so quick and but and and I think he just wore his knee down with with the ACL injury and and I, I think he'll come back. He probably won't have an MVP season, but 
I think he could make he could possibly contend for that Eastern Conference final bid. And certainly with an ACL injury, you definitely don't want to rush coming back either. Unless you're Adrian Peterson, there he's you, a whole other man. Uh, he's. He's. I don't think he's human because yeah. he came back incredibly. Yeah, Rose is going to have so much added pressure because of Adrian Peterson. Not just Rose. You know, you got Robert Griffin. You yep. know, guys like that, and uh, just a lot of pressure. And the fact that Adrian Peterson has set the bar so high for all athletes who come coming back uh, off of ACL injury. It's it's ridiculous. All right. Question number three. It's a Tigers question. The Tigers brought back Jair Jurgens on a minor league deal earlier this week. Also in the minors are Jeremy Bonderman and Papa Grande Jose Valverde. Which pitcher are the Tigers most likely to see first in the majors? Bonderman, Jurgens, or Valverde? I would have to say probably Valverde. I'm oh, sure, no. I'm sure people no. don't want to hear me say this because, you know, on Twitter he gets a lot of guff from, you know, from blowing saves. But Hello. Yeah, I'm exactly, one of them. exactly. <laughs> and I just think he has the most experience and the Tigers have seen his potential. And they, but they've seen Bonderman too, because he was a starter for him really up until 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the the most recent success that you've had with Valverde mm-hmm. and uh, his you know his record breaking year uh, a few years back, and that that was a big deal. And you know I think that really I think that really gave the Tigers some confidence, and you know knowing that okay, hey, we have a good closer, we have you know great offense, we have Justin Verlander and other pieces of the puzzle that can help get us to a World Series. And now the need, though, might not be there for Valverde as much, though, if you think about it, with the emergence of Joaquin Benoit mm-hmm. as a very good closer, and Drew Smiley's been a great yeah, setup, man. Yeah, lots of buzz with those guys. All right, question number four. In the 2014 and 2015 seasons, Michigan State football has a home-and-home series with Oregon. Ooh. Notre Dame is, is not, as in the deal signed back in 2009, the series between Notre Dame and MSU is taking a break in those seasons. Despite the obvious rivalry between MSU and Notre Dame, should MSU fans be more excited about playing Oregon in those seasons than if they were playing Notre Dame? I would, I would say Oregon. Not, mm-hmm. not be, like I have family in Oregon. I've been to an Oregon game, and it's it's a loud place at the Autzen Zoo. Don't get me wrong. I went to the loudest game ever. There's like 127 decibels. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But uh, but I, I would I would rather play Oregon because the success they've had. They've had five straight 10-win seasons. That's unprecedented in, in today's college football. You know, they've been to a national championship game. They didn't win it against Auburn, but they, they were there, and that's that says a lot. They, they go to BCS. They can, they can almost mark on their calendar a 10-win season in a BCS bid, an mm-hmm. at-large bid or national championship bid. But uh, I would definitely say Oregon with their constant success and uh, something new, you know, because, A, who wouldn't even if you're a Michigan State fan? Why wouldn't you want to see like their flashy jerseys? You know, like that, that's what I'm excited for. I wonder what kind of jerseys they'll wear. I love the winged helmets that they wear, like the or the ones with the like duck wings on them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, they're 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 they have like so many combinations of jerseys. It's ridiculous. And it's insane. They're they're trend setting too with the sh- with the chrome and just the the designs and they even have like chrome on the face mask. That's yep. so that's so unique and they. And just little things like that make it more exciting. All right, question number five. We move on to the NFL. Mark Sanchez and rookie Geno Smith are competing for the Jets quarterback job. And Kevin Cobb and rookie E.J. Manuel are competing to be the Bills starter. Which veteran is more likely to win the competition going into the regular season, Sanchez or Cobb? I'm going to say Sanchez, but I'm not going to say Sanchez is going to hold on to the job the whole year because there's so much criticism with Sanchez, whether it's the butt fumble. Or... Do you think there will be the bouncing back and forth, though, when you say that? Do you think there will be the bouncing back and forth 
like there was between Sanchez and Mal- McElroy. No, I think it's San- Sanchez's job to lose because okay. with with EJ Manuel, he he's a first round pick, top. You know, he's a top pick. You don't. Yeah. You you don't uh, you don't bench a guy who's a top pick like that, especially in today's NFL, because they want you you have to be successful now and all the time, and uh, that's something you you don't see much with with a lot of rookie quarterbacks. And I'm not you know dogging EJ Manuel because I think he's. I think he'll win the starting job first of all, and he'll keep it. Mm-hmm. But I think you know you could see Kevin Cobb start early just to maybe like give him that more confidence. But I think they want EJ Manuel. The coaching staff wants EJ Manuel. Doug Marone wants them to go with EJ Manuel in the in the starting job. Probably a week or two in the season with Sanchez. I'm sure he'll start a few games. He'll throw a few pick sixes or whatever, another butt fumble, what have you. <laughs> but it, but it's his to lose. And and no matter who you go with, I think you have an equal shot of winning because. Because with that team, they're they got a lot of injuries coming back with uh, with um, San Antonio Holmes. Yes, yeah, Antonio Holmes and Stephen Hill. A lot, a lot of their offensive weapons, and but we didn't get to see a lot of. And I think that definitely hurt them last year. That it wasn't all Sanchez's fault last year, mm-hmm. but it's definitely his job to lose. All right, we move on to the or move back to the Tigers now. Brandon Inge was recently designated for assignment by the Pittsburgh Pirates. If he becomes a free agent and Johnny Peralta is suspended for his alleged role in the biogenesis scandal, and given the track record of the Tigers bringing back former players, see question three, (laughs) what are the odds that Inge comes back to the Tigers to fill the shortstop role for the remainder of the season if Peralta is suspended? I doubt it because, you know, he he, he got demoted Mm -hmm. for the Pirates. and, And obviously, you know, not saying that he can't get better, but I think you know you you bring up some of your own guys and see what they can do because I think you can almost pencil in they're going to make the playoffs and if you give a guy especially with the division that they play in exactly right now. they should be miles ahead in first place in the division but you know with the closing issue that that's definitely been been the big problem and uh, but no I say you bring up some of your own guys and uh, see how see how they do in the in the big leagues and uh, then use that as an indicator and. At worst case scenario, if if those guys just just definitely just suck it up, you know, <laughs> then then maybe then maybe go for Inge if you know because everyone knows him and you don't have to get rid of your jersey, <laughs> so you know and uh, yeah, I, I would just say just let your own guys develop. Fair enough. Question seven. Ideally, you Spencer Ray want Drew B- Drew Brees to be your fantasy football team quarterback this year, mm-hmm. but let's talk running backs and wide receivers. Besides Adrian Peterson and Calvin Johnson, they're off the board. They've been drafted. Who do you want as your running back and wide receiver? Ooh, well, I'm, I'm going to give you two of each. Like, okay. if if my my first choice is Arian Foster because he's av- he's gotten like 1,200 yards, almost 10 touchdowns every year, and that's that's coming from a guy who was undrafted. Exactly too. out of Tennessee, you know. And uh, I watched him play, and back in the day, watching you know Tim Tebow era, you know, he Arian Foster was a, was a decent back and definitely exploded on the NFL scene and definitely gives Houston that good chance of winning and competing for, you know, a Super Bowl in the future. But yeah, I go Arian Foster as my first guy, but as a second tier back, I'm going with Trent Richardson mm-hmm. for for many Are reasons. you biased? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Are you sure? Cuz he had he broke he had 12 he had uh, 12 rushing touchdowns and which is one broke the Browns rushing record for touchdowns and almost had a thousand rushing yards playing on broken ribs since week six. He played ten weeks on broken ribs and almost get, gets you a thousand yards. That's that's crazy. And, and this year he's healthy. He's a little lighter, weighing at two twenty five. He's at his Alabama playing weight, and you saw him put on the burners and juke some guys out. But as receiver goes, this one this one's tougher because 
you uh, since Calvin Johnson, you always want to get Calvin Johnson first. But Definitely. As your first tier guy, you want um, I'm going to go Larry Fitzgerald because a he's done well with not so hot quarterbacks, and now that he has Carson Palmer, who who he's never really had a weapon. His best weapon that he's ever had is Chad Johnson, and he's not really he wasn't really an, he's an elite receiver when he played, but in today's NFL, he wouldn't. I don't think he'd be elite. Yeah, granted, he's only been taken out of the out of the game for a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, with Larry Fitzgerald as my, as my second tier guy. Julio Jones, he's killing it. He's he's fat. He's one of the fastest receivers in the NFL. He's tall. He's strong, and and he, he's just he's a freak. Like he's gonna be. He could be. You know, in the next two three years, we're we're gonna talk about Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, and him as the top running backs. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, top receivers, top receivers. My bad. And uh, yeah, those those are gonna be the three that are gonna be drafted year in year out first. Do you want to hear what my fantasy football team was last year? The one that nearly got me to the championship. Not if you nearly got there, it must not have been that good. <laughs> I no, I I nearly won the championship. Just it was the week sixteen and seventeen thing when yeah. they were benching everybody. I had Matt Ryan, Arian Foster, Doug Martin, and Julio Jones on the same team. That was stacked. Yeah, I, I and the Seahawks defense. Yeah, I had Julio Jones and uh, Roddy White, so I was like double dipping with with those guys. I tried to trade Cam, well, I had Cam Newton too. I tried to trade Cam Newton for Roddy White. They didn't buy it cuz I saw how stacked my team was though. Mm-hmm. All right, question number 8. We're moving on to the NHL. An NHL.com writer released a top 25 remaining NHL unrestricted free agents including names like Ilya Brisgalov, Brendan Morrow, Damian Bruner, and Daniel Cleary, both all of them as of now former Red Wings. Who are your top 5 remaining unrestricted free agents? Ooh. I'm gonna have to go. You know, I'm gonna go Brunner because oh, I yeah. think because a lot of teams could use a guy like that. And Blade but, Brunner, yeah, Blade Brunner, yeah, of course. <laughs> even though it's retired, but uh, I would definitely go. I would definitely go Brunner and uh, Tim Thomas. Mm-hmm. And and really, even though he sat out a year, yes. And I think he'll go. I think he'll play for the like Florida Panthers, a team like that, because they or or Briz Golov goes there. I think they could. You could see Florida Panthers getting a goalie and. Uh, do you think would, there's a possibility, because, sorry to cut you off no, there, no, do you fine. think there's a possibility, though, that Bruce Golov or Tim Thomas go to the Islanders? I know uh, Thomas's rights were traded to the Islanders. Do you think there's any chance that they go there? Because really all they have as goaltender is Evgeny Nabokov, and they said if the goaltending was better, they could have beat Pittsburgh in the first round. Yeah, like I, I, could, I, I agree with you. I think, I think uh, an Islanders would be a good fit, but, mm-hmm. you know, I... I you you have two quality goalies. You got Tim Thomas, who's won a championship, and Brzezgalov. He, he's he's had his ups and ups and downs, but when he's good, he's good. Oh yeah, you know. But when he's bad, he's bad. We've we <laughs> all seen it, you know. And uh, that's the only game. Yeah, yeah. Why you have to be mad, you know? But uh, another free agent is uh, I'm going to go Timu Solani. Really? Um, you know, he, we've seen him. He's had he had one of the best rookie seasons ever as uh, when he came to the NHL, and. He he still he's a, he's not on a level that a uh, like that a Yager is or a, like an older veteran like uh, like uh, Ginla, but he'll 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 produce for you and uh, I would definitely I would definitely go with him. And alrighty, and I think you have like one more free agent to name or two. Oh yeah, yeah, I would go uh, Mikhail Grabowski. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really I really like the way he played and uh, obviously. Uh, Obviously, you know Toronto really didn't make too 
too big of a splash in last year, but you know, I think he'll he'll definitely be a good asset to any team. Okay. All right, question number nine. It's BS meter time once again, Double. Spencer. Chauncey Billups said that Rodney Stuckey can be a great player. Truth or BS? And if BS, what level are you at? Because Stuckey can be, is a good player I'm gonna go, when he's on. I'm going to go BS level about about four. Okay. It's not entirely BS because Stuckey, he plays solid defense and he can score, but it's you don't see it that often. Like you don't see his you don't see his flashes of greatness as often as you do with like guy younger guys like Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. and uh and like you know Steph Curry. You and and those guys are going to be some of the top guys we'll be talking about when Kobe leaves the game and and guys like that. And uh but yeah, I would go four on the BS meter cuz it's not it's not entirely BS. It's like saying Brandon Knight's going to be a top player in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But uh Stucky he definitely he definitely has He's shown flashes. Yeah, he's, he's shown flashes, but not enough. He's got to prove it just a little more. Do you think a change of scenery? Because he has an expiring contract this year. Do you think a change of scenery could help that? It could be, but there's just some guys, like if you put them on any team, they're going to do great. And with Stucky, mm-hmm. it could be a change of scenery. Maybe the pressure is Good supporting cast. Yeah, maybe he has to be on a more successful team to, to kind of extract the, the good things out of him, like with the Heat. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, their front five is great, but their role players, they look awesome. You know, granted that these guys probably wouldn't start mm-hmm. on another team, but they play their role fine. And maybe that's what Rodney Stuckey, maybe that's his role in the future. All right, and question number 10. Let's have a little bit of fun with this last question, Spencer. It was announced earlier this week that Titans running back Chris Johnson and Bears kick returner Devin Hester will be racing a cheetah, the fastest animal on earth, on a Nat Geo special called Man vs. Cheetah. I will be tuning into that. <laughs> the cheetah is obviously more likely to win the race. Oh, but who do you... Yeah, it will. It, but who do you think will finish closest to the cheetah? Oh, Chris Devin Johnson Hester or Chris Johnson? Chris Johnson all the way. He ran 4.24 40-yard dash, still the fastest official time. Because there was rumors of Bo Jackson running like a 4.19 <laughs> and stuff like that. But I don't Bo knows. Yeah, Bo knows, Bo knows. But I'm going to go with Chris Johnson because Devin Hester, we haven't really seen a lot of his explosive ability. And granted, this is just a foot race. I would still give it to Chris Johnson. I'm going to be interested to see how close they truly come. I don't think they're going to come that if, close if to the Johnson cheetah. If Chris Johnson cuts off his dreads, I think the, the, the gap between <laughs> add, the cheetah and, the, and, and Chris Johnson would definitely. The hair that, adds yeah. the extra hair adds a little bit of weight to it. You think? Oh yeah. Have you seen how thick those dreads are? <laughs> they're, they're like uh, it's like it's, th- it's about as it's about as thick as like a microphone or something like your average uh, microphone. And I'm think just thinking about it too. My my dad played football, and he said if he played against. A player who had long hair, he would end bullet, up tackling yeah, him, tackling yeah, by it's the legal, hair. It's legal, you know. And uh, Troy Polamalu's had his hair pulled. You know, I'm sure they don't <laughs> like it, but no. it happens. Why would you? I mean, that would yeah. hurt a little bit. Um, Erin Elke's in here shaking her head. Um, I, I'm not sure she's had her football hair, or her hair pulled in the football experience. But I, I'm going to say Aaron probably hasn't played football often. <laughs> you never know, though. Aaron, have you or no? Powder puff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You poor trooper, thing. Trooper, yeah. All right, that is 10 questions for you and one question for Aaron in here. For Spencer Ray, I am Aaron Jordan. We will see you next time on 10 and 10 Peace. for Impact Sports. See ya.